You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hi, everyone. I am Martina Cunha, and you are listening to Backstage Talk. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to this season finale of Backstage Talk. Today's I, I am really excited about today's guest. I have here with me Dean Sestari. He is a performer currently based in New York City and as a member of Actors' Equity and SAG-AFTRA and wrapped by Brian Herrick at the Hell's Kitchen Agency. We've seen him in American Horror Story Season 11, Law & Order, The National Tours of Fiddler on the Roof, A Christmas Story, and as Mike Wheeler in Strangers, Strangers Sings Off-Broadway. Also, the regional productions of Sound of Music at the Paper Mill Playhouse, Kinky Boots, Newsies, and so much more. So, Dean, thank you so much for being here. I'm really excited to have you over at Backstage Talk. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Um, what did we miss on your bio, and what can what else can you tell us about yourself? Oh, sure. I mean, that was quite the introduction, so thank you. <laughs> um, Born and raised on Long Island. Uh, I grew up there with my three younger sisters, um, my amazing parents, and uh, moved to the city in the summer of 2016. Um, I decided that I wasn't going to go to school. I was just going to move uh, to the city and start going after the dream and been here ever since. And yeah, I've just been super lucky to work at some amazing places, meet some amazing people, um, do some really fun shows, and just learn like so much, so much since I moved here. So I'm very excited to be here. Very happy to be where I'm at today. I love that. What would be a random fun fact about you? Random fun fact. Oh, okay. Um, when I was in high school, I spent four summers teaching English camps um, in the Czech Republic. Wow. Nice. Yeah. yeah. That's right. I guess that's random. <laughs> <laughs> it is random. Not everyone goes abroad to teach another language. So that's cool. Yeah, it was it was really awesome. It's like one of my Prague is now one of my favorite places in the world. And why the Czech Republic? Just because or? <laughs> I, I went with a youth group that I was a part of at the time, like growing up. And we just had like a a connection that he lived full-time in the Czech Republic. So he brought like small groups of us over um, and we would teach at these English camps for like two or three weeks over the summer. And it was awesome. That is amazing. Yeah. Also, I saw recently, I think it was on your TikTok or on Instagram, maybe both, but <laughs> you coming from Long Island, you were saying that you haven't tried really good pizza, bacon, egg and cheese and bagels. If you're not from, La if you're not, if you haven't tried it on Long Island, because New York has pretty good ones, but. Okay. I will say New York city has very good pizza bagels. We love a classic bacon and cheese, but there's, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just because I'm from Long Island and I'm partial, but it just is so, oh, it's so much better out there. You're good. I think people will um, come at me for that, but I stand by my, my decision on that, on that stance. Well, I'll have to go to Long Island and everyone now, Who's listening will have to go to Long Island and try that. So, absolutely. <laughs> so let's get into your specifics on musical theater yeah. and your journey going to Broadway. Um, which was your aha moment? Um, I feel like 
There, I mean, there were so many. I think at a young age, I, the Wizard of Oz is kind of what started everything for me. Um, I was like obsessed with the Wizard of Oz as a kid. And that kind of just sparked my love for theater. And I remember I did my first community theater production when I was eight. And it was a children's production of Little Shop of Horrors, which looking back is really um, crazy that that was allowed. Um, but <laughs> uh, I would say that like first performance at my community theater, like first time really in front of a big audience, I was kind of like, oh, like this is this is what I love to do. This is what I want to do. Um, and then, of course, like, you know, you grow up and you and you question that. And I think, honestly, the, the thing that made me like commit to going for it 100 percent was in high school, my grandma took me to go see Newsies. Um, and I think like leading up to that, I I kind of was like, maybe I'll just be like a high school English teacher or like a drama teacher or something like I don't think I really want to like perform like as a career. And I remember seeing Newsies and like being like, oh, wait, like I can do this. Like I, I see you know, people that, that look like me on the stage and, and that are doing something that I'm super passionate about. Um, and so I, I think that was kind of the moment that I was like, you know what, I'm just going to, I'm going to go for it and I'm going to see what happens. And then full circle moment, you were in a regional production of Newsies. Yeah. Yeah. I got to do it twice, like back to back, which is really awesome. Um, so definitely full circle and definitely, yeah, definitely just a super nice moment to have to be like, oh, cool. I, I fantasized about doing this show specifically or you know, being up on that stage. And so, yeah, I think, I think high school was kind of the real, like, oh, okay, I want to go for this. And and your most recent one? My most recent aha moment. Oh, gosh. I, you know, I would say probably the first time back performing after the pandemic. I think there, I think like a lot of people, the pandemic kind of, like it just made me think about if this was what I really wanted to do still. And I think I fluctuated often between like, I miss it so much and I want to do it. And also like, okay, do I need to be more realistic or more practical? Um, and I think, you know, doing my first performance back after the pandemic, I was reminded of like, no, this is what, this is what I love most. And I'm going to keep, you know, pursuing it for now and and see where it leads. But Yeah, I think I think kind of that like first night back. Honestly, also that first night that Broadway reopened, I got to go see Wicked, um, which is like so like musical theater dream fantasy. Bleh. But um, <laughs> that opening night on Broadway of like reopening of Wicked was just so wild to be in the audience for, and that was kind of when I was like, okay, yeah, this is this is so special, and I forgot like how much people love it and how much I love it, so. Yeah, I had so many friends at that reopening night of Wicked. Um, and I remember just like scrolling through TikTok and watching videos because they let you um, record the part when Glinda comes down. And it's like, it's good to see me. And everyone was just like screaming and crying. So yeah, it was, it, it gave me chills. Yeah, it was, it was pretty incredible, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> so why musical theater and why dreaming about Broadway as the pinnacle of our industry. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, like I said, musical theater, I think came into my life at such an early age. I had such an, uh, um, an appreciation for the wizard of Oz and an obsession with Judy Garland. My mom used to, um, or I used to, I don't know if my mom did it, but I used to run around the house 
um, in like a Dorothy dress skipping around. My aunt would dress up as Dorothy when she would babysit me. Like that is like the, the intensity of my obsession. Um, and I, I don't know, I just, I was so drawn to it from such a young age and I got really lucky living on Long Island. There were so many community theaters around and so many opportunities to perform and just to see theater and also being so close to the city. It, it was always like my birthday present for my grandma was like for Christmas or for my birthday, we would go see a show for Christmas. We would go see a show. So I just was immersed in it. I feel like from such a young age that I, I don't know. I just, I felt so naturally drawn to it. Um, and you know, as I continued to do more shows as a kid and, and just kind of learn more about the industry, there's just, there's something so special about musical theater. And I think just theater in general, just, to, you know, the collaboration, the relationships that you make. I find often that like a lot of my love for these different contracts that I'm on or the different jobs that I do is like, yes, about getting to perform and yes, about like, just like loving musical theater, but also so much just about the like relationships that you make um, and the people that you get to interact with. And even just like the audience members that you get to interact with, there's just such a communal aspect of it that I think is so beautiful that you don't really get on in, in other fields. Like, I mean, you kind of get that in film and TV as well, I guess, but there's something different about like a live production where you are spending all your time together um, to kind of come together and create this, this beautiful thing. Yes, I agree with you. So how would you summarize your journey in the industry? Because you've had a lot of regional productions, you've tried on TV, um, but you also had this off-Broadway show with Stranger Things. So how mm -hmm. would you summarize this whole journey? Um, I would say it's it's been crazy it's been there's been a lot of ups and downs <laughs> there's been a lot of doubts and fear and um a lot of in, immense joy um and gratitude but yeah i don't know i think i think my perspective on things have changed over the years like i think i used to kind of be like you know broadway's the end goal and if i don't get to broadway then like it will have been a failure and i think you know i haven't made my broadway debut yet and i think i had always imagined that by like you know, I'm 26 now. I thought by 26, you know, I'll for sure, like be on Broadway. And that just, you know, that happens for some people. And that's just not the journey that I'm on right now. Um, so I think I've had to kind of adjust the mindset of like, okay, yes, I would love to be on Broadway. I would love that to be the end goal or, you know, a thing that I do even just once. But I think as long as I'm getting to perform and do what I love, like, I think that will be success in my eyes. And so I think just adjusting that mindset has given me a better appreciation for for the industry and like you said I've gotten to do some really awesome regional work um I got to you know do the off-broadway show and and create an original show and record a cast album for that which is really cool um and so I think kind of taking myself out of you know the out of my body I guess I don't know and like looking in on on what I've done I I find so much of so much appreciation for the things that I've gotten to do and and not holding this like Broadway is the end goal, the end all be all. Like I think I can just kind of see all these things and be like, wow, I got to perform and do what I love and get a paycheck for it and like do it for a living. So that's like, I don't know, it's it's a it's a very like up and down feeling, I think. But overall I feel very blessed to um 
be working and blessed to be making so many amazing connections with people and relationships with people and just getting to like honestly see the country from all the regional work and the tours and it's just something I never really thought I would get to do so it's been very beautiful and very eye-opening <laughs> and I love that and I really really love that you mentioned that we all had this mindset that at 24 25 26 um we needed to be on Broadway because I had the, that same mindset. Uh, I'm 28. Probably when this is out, I'll probably be 29. Um, oh. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm just like, I needed to be on Broadway in my 20s. But recently I was, again, scrolling through TikTok and one of Anne Juliet's cast members um, appeared and said, I'm 54 and I'm doing my Broadway debut at 54. Yeah. And that was like so validating that everyone is on their own timeline, on yeah. their own journey to achieve their dreams. If it's at six years old, like the kids in Matilda, or right. um, 26 as young people in any other show, uh, or 54, we all have the same dream, but we are on our own timeline. And that is really validating. And it's really encouraging to keep ourselves pushing forward. Yeah. 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 I think it's, I think social media has like kind of, uh, made, I mean, obviously it's made comp like the competition mindset so much harder because you see all these people that are your age or that, you know, you, you know, that are, you know, on Broadway or doing the things that you want to be doing. And it's so hard to not focus on that and not like get down on yourself because of that. Because I don't know, I think there's enough competition in this industry that like, just being able to like cheer on other people is such like, um, it's such an important thing just to be able to support your friends and your colleagues and, and not let it say anything about you or your journey, because we are all on our own. Like you said, we're all on our own path. We are all on our own timeline and it's going to happen when it's supposed to happen. Yes, absolutely. So what advice would you give to those that want to start a career in this industry? Yeah. Um, I would say, I would say learn everything you can, not just about theater and not just about musicals, but about just like life, like try so many different things that have nothing to do with theater, because I find that like the more I immerse myself in learning other things and not just being solely focused on this one thing, I just become a better performer because I learn how to be a human. Um, and I, for sure in high school was that kid that like eats, sleeps, breathes musical theater and like only listen to theater. And like, I think that that's awesome. And that's what sparked my love for it. But I, I think kind of just learning about other things that help you become a well-rounded human really help you become a well-rounded performer. Um, and I would say if this is like what you love more than anything, and you want to do it, just do it. Like, don't let anything or anyone hold you back from like taking the plunge and just going for it. Because if you don't take that first step to do it, then you're just going to continue to hold yourself back. Um, so I think, yeah, just learn, learn everything you can about everything. And also just don't be afraid to like take that first step to go after the thing that you love the most. And I love that you just said that because you also have a passion for interior design and home decor. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm a sucker for some home decor. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I love that you bring everything you learn outside into your work and your art as a performer. 
Yeah. I feel like it also just helps, like, we face so much rejection in this industry that, like, being able to kind of occupy yourself or, like, find joy in other things is super important. And I've, you know, I kind of had to learn that the hard way after moving to the city. It's just, like, having things that spark joy in other areas is super important to just keep you, like, grounded and present and level-headed. Um, because when you hear that, like, 17th rejection it's nice to be like, great, well, I can go spend time with these people that I love and I can go do this other thing that I love to kind of like bring me out of the funk. Um, so I think that's super important. Yeah, I love that. What is a risk that you have taken that has totally paid off? <laughs> I'm not going to say I promote not going to college, but <laughs> I think that for me personally, like the biggest risk that I've taken so far has just has been like not going to school and moving to the city and everyone has their own opinion on that and everyone has their own journey with whether or not they want to go to a bfa or a conservatory and just for me personally after high school i knew that like i i wanted to just be here um and i so i think the biggest risk that i took was not going to that four-year bfa school and I think it's mostly all my friends have done that. Mostly all my friends have graduated from a program. And, um, but I think personally my, yeah, I guess the biggest risk that I've taken was not doing that and, and just moving here and making those connections by myself and just kind of learning through auditioning and learning through taking class here. And um, I think it's paid off okay so far. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely been a lot of extra work because I didn't have the like, the chance to make connections in school or to like graduate and have a showcase, like all those things that are, you know, super beneficial. But yeah, I think, I think just taking that jump from like high school to like, okay, I'm going to try it has been the best risk that I've taken so far. I love it. I love it. Last question. What mm -hmm. are your top five favorite musical theater shows? Oh, this is so hard. We know what? Wizard of Oz is the first one, so... <laughs> Wizard of Oz is a classic. I would say... Okay, Wizard of Oz is just, like, has such a special place in my heart. I love Parade, which we love that that's coming back. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Parade is one of my favorites. Bright Star, I think, is so underrated and so beautiful. Um, oh, gosh. Once on this Island is probably in my top five, for sure. I love Urinetown. I think Urinetown is brilliant. And, oh gosh. Okay. Honestly, Les Mis. Les Mis is a classic. I, I think that Les Mis is beautiful and the music is stunning. And I'll, I'll stick with that. I'll stick with that. I think that's yeah. my top five. <laughs> I love them. I love them. Dean, thank you so much for being here, for sharing your story, your thoughts. Um, Personally, I am really happy about your journey, and I know this is just the start of it. So wishing you the best, and thank you for being here for this season finale of Backstage Talk. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me, and thanks for, you know, giving so many people this platform. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this new episode of Backstage Talk. Remember to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Backstage Talk Podcast.
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. America, we are endowed by our creator, with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come, find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu.